Ruin My Childhood. Thank you for listening to Ruin My Childhood, the podcast where we decide if some things are better off in the past. I am Mike. And I'm Kat. And uh, today we're going to be doing a franchise that's very near and dear to my heart. And uh, I'm really excited to watch this movie. It's a movie that I actually watch every year. I try to watch every year, even though I know it's not a good movie, but it brings back a uh, warm, fuzzy feeling to me. And that movie is Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the movie. Woo. Have you ever seen this movie, Katrina? I don't think I've ever seen it. My extent of my relationship with Power Rangers was the TV show when I was a kid. So I haven't seen anything else. So I loved this movie as a kid. I did see it in theaters. Um, this is probably like the movie that I saw in theaters that year. They, um, they In this movie, they actually like lose their powers and then they have to go to like another planet and get a new source of the power. And they become like ninjas, like get like ninja costumes. And I actually, for Halloween that year, dressed up as the white ninja ranger. So I had like the really cool white ninja costume. And that made me really happy. This also was one of the first cassettes that I owned was the soundtrack to this movie. So for Ooh. my sixth or seventh birthday, my grandmother got me like a little, you know, Memorex tape player. And she got me a Michael Jackson cassette single. It was the um, You Are Not Alone vid- um cassette and then the soundtrack to this movie and i used to listen i just listen to this all the time like there's actually a home video that my mom has of me and my brother dancing to like one of the songs on this uh <laughs> from this movie <laughs> was it original music or was it pop stuff no it was like pop stuff so it has some red hot chili peppers in it, it as some Van Halen. <laughs> um let's see there's they do a new version of the theme there's Red Hot Chili Peppers, like I said earlier, um, Van Halen Jump. Now there's another song that's like, uh-oh, we're in trouble song. I don't remember who who it's by, but I used to listen to it all the time. I, I loved this movie as a kid. I really, really did. I owned it on VHS. I got it when I worked at Target, you know, a long time ago. I got it on DVD for like three ninety nine. I still own it. We still have it. It's great. Nice. Yeah, I'm really excited to watch it. Um <laughs> What do you remember about Power Rangers going into this? Um, as a kid, I kind of feel like I just watched Power Rangers because everyone else watched Power Rangers. I don't remember being particularly interested in them, except if we were playing Power Rangers. And which Power Ranger were you? They always forced me to be the Pink Ranger, which I thought was totally lame. What Ranger would you have been if you could decide? The Red Ranger, duh. Red Ranger. Which Red Ranger? Was there more than one? Yeah. So in the original, so this movie, this was actually a movie that I wanted to cover on our other podcast, Remake Rewind, because the the new version came out earlier this year. But we ultimately decided not to do it because this movie only makes sense if you really watch the TV show. So the original Power Rangers were um, Jason, Trini, Zach, Kimberly, and Billy. And then, like, at the end of season one, beginning of season two, you got Tommy, the Green Ranger. I watched during the Amy Jo Johnson era. So she's still in this one. So she's she's in the first movie. She's not in the second movie, which comes out, like, a year and a half later. Uh-huh. After season two of Power Rangers, they got rid of uh, Trini, Jason, and Zack, the, the red, black, and yellow ranger. And they replaced them with Aisha, who's the new yellow ranger. Um, Adam was the new Black Ranger, and then Rocky was the new Red Ranger. And then Tommy was the White Ranger at this point, and he became the new leader of the Power Rangers. So 
This is one of the few examples of Power Rangers where the Red Ranger is not the leader is in this movie. Oh. So. Oh, wow. Yep. <laughs> I mean, I didn't have a lot of personal investment in it. I was, I mean, I was a weird kid. What can I say? But I kind of felt like I needed to watch it pretty much <laughs> while I was being watched by my neighbor next door. And it was just kind of like to have material for imaginative role playing. <laughs> well, so what I remember about, I, I remember watching this all the time. I watched it, I think the first season came out when I was in like kindergarten. And so I watched it like religiously five, six and seven. And I think when I was like seven or eight years old, it was when I was in third grade, the second movie came out, Power Rangers Turbo. And then a kid became a Power Ranger in that one. And I thought it was stupid. And that's when I stopped watching so this was like at the peak of my just in love, like just the peak of me being crazy about Power Rangers was when this movie came out. So I loved I, it. I was just a cynical kid. I remember being six years old and being like, that monster looks stupid. Did you know that Brian Cranston was uh, a big part of the original series? So Billy, the Blue Ranger, his name is actually Billy Cranston. And Cranston comes from Brian Cranston because he actually did the voice of a lot of the uh, monsters in the first couple seasons. Wow. Yep. That is quite the legacy. Yes, it is. All right, let's go watch this thing. Okay. For the Power Rangers. Where's my autograph book? More action. More adventure. More power. The Ooze is back. Use, you lose. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the movie. All right, so uh, we just watched Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the movie. Uh, what did you think? Oh, I understand why you liked it as a kid. I don't necessarily think I would have liked it as a kid. And it was pretty painful. I loved it. Like, <laughs> I I had fun. I, I forgot about all the one-liners that they had like they didn't really have one-liners in the tv show but they definitely had a bunch of one-liners in this as they were like fighting the uh i don't know what they were called they didn't have names but the first things that they fought like those goopy guys and they even had like one-liners when they were fighting like in the zords and stuff like i forgot all the one-liners but right before they'd say them i was able to to say the line like you ooze you lose and at the end when zordon comes back and he's just like rangers like i said it exactly like him before like i i liked it i had fun watching it um it did drag a little bit in the middle like i didn't really care too much about the part where they're in like the forest and they fight like the the dinosaurs but other than that i thought it was really fun i I mean i honestly didn't notice any one-liners because i was too distracted by the fart noises that all of those guys would make when they were hit well they were made out of goop But it wasn't like I could understand the splat noise, but these were straight up fart noises. It was well, very think, distracting. You, you've you made slime on your uh, YouTube I channel, have. right? And it makes different noise. Like if you throw it onto like the table, it makes a splat. But if you put your fingers in it, it makes a fart noise. So it makes different <laughs> noises based off the type of pressure that's put oh on it. Oh, my God. It's so the weird. The science is that, sound. Well, and also it's kind of interesting that, okay, so when that sentient dagger. Um, Saba. Saba. When Saba cuts the cable to that rig and it squashes a whole bunch of those guys underneath it, mm-hmm. they're dead. And presumably that goo is like their blood. And there's like a massive pile of goo that is oozing out from underneath this thing. It's a little bit graphic. 
like they're every time they destroyed one like they would kick one like hundreds of feet and then it would hit like a pillar and splat or it would fall like 30 feet onto a grate and splat right this that is was a, a bunch. violent and graphic movie and there's like uh dulcia who's wearing just like a bikini right well and her bikini was like a little bit off center so you could totally like see like the right side of her mons nice it was it was a little re- like she had to do full uh, brazilian for that costume definitely (laughs) one of the things i remember liking as a kid was the costumes because i mean i watched the tv show and the tv show is basically just spandex with the helmet Mm -hmm. and i remember really liking the costumes as a kid like the more like armor based costume as an adult i do think it just kind of looked like plastic so like obviously the special effects weren't going to hold up being it had like a 15 million dollar budget and it had a bunch of low for how ambitious the script was well originally i think this was supposed to be like a tv movie and then they decided to go all out and make it a movie but yeah 15 million dollar budget it had a ton of cg in it like every time uh, ivan ooze morphed and like whenever he made new creatures there was like a morphing thing what else the the whole entire third act with the zords was cg'd and you know very poorly but that was expensive back then the the costumes themselves i remember loving them as a kid but i don't think they looked as good now like they just looked like plastic yeah but i remember thinking they were amazing when i was a kid although the helmets were really cool like the helmets looked better than the tv show and like they did different things like the um, Red Ranger had like a sonar kind of helmet and it made like this weird like scope on it. And then the Yellow Ranger had like flashlights on hers. But they, so they had like different powers and they had different weapons that were than they had in the series. Like, Billy had like a little taser thing that was also a grappling hook. And then Kimberly had the weird whippy thing that would like fling people around. But it was pretty cool. I, I liked it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just like as an actor looking at those costumes, I cannot imagine how uncomfortable and claustrophobic those freaking helmets must have been. Like, oh, one, they must have been terrible. They were about twice as big as they needed to be for their heads. And two, there was absolutely like no peripheral vision for them. Which wow, they had visors their, like three quarters of the helmet. Jerky movements when they're walking around. <laughs> I like how when they're walking around, they're just randomly doing karate chops and stuff the whole time, like you pulling gotta be fists. Ready. You got to be ready. It's pretty ridiculous. But I mean, they did maintain like a certain level of intensity that was slightly uh, exaggerated through everything. Like the the first part of the movie, like the first 10 minutes of the movie, they're doing all these really fun group activities and they're skydiving, rollerblading. And they're doing it with like all the intensity that you would expect them to have like in their line delivery and their movements if they were doing a fight scene. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> like they were doing flips and stuff on their rollerblades and rollerblading downstairs and cheesing it up. Like presumably they're just doing it to unwind and have some fun, but they're they're approaching it like they're training or something. It's pretty intense. There's no way that you wouldn't know that that group of teenagers are the Power Rangers. Right? Like they're amazing <laughs> at skydiving. They're amazing at karate. They're amazing because they all do karate in the TV show. And like it's under the guise that like Jason and Tommy led a course like they're all teaching them karate but they're all amazing at karate they're all amazing at gymnastics they're all amazing at skydiving and I they're mean, all amazing i was at amazing at gymnastics and i was pretty good at skydiving when i was a teenager am i a power ranger michael no but you also don't hang out in a group of six people consistently all matching the colors of the power rangers i just couldn't afford that kind of commitment to fashion <laughs> um but what what are what are some things that you've like are you thought were good about the movie and maybe 
Like, is there any redeeming parts of the movie for you? The redeeming parts? Okay, so like Amy Jo Johnson actually had a pretty decent acting career for a while there. So she was not painful to watch. The chick, I don't even know what her name was. Aisha, the Yellow Ranger? No, no, no. The the one in like the bikini, the super hot one. Oh, Dulcia? Like she was pretty good. Like she was nice to look at. (laughs) 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 That weird little costume like with the... The moss pubes hanging down from the bikini, like wasn't bad. She she's like she's, moss pubes. I think she's my new Fitzpo. Okay, um, <laughs> but other than that, oh. what'd you think of the villain? Oh, I mean, like he turned a pretty sweet shade of purple about twenty minutes into the movie. You know, <laughs> I just don't know what else I can say about this that's good performance or character wise, like. What about Lord Zed? Like, I felt like most of the costumes for the bad guys were really good. Like, Lord Zed looked really cool. Rita Repulsa looked pretty cool. Zed was, like, really great in concept, but poorly executed. Like, you could tell there was just a little, um, a motor that shaped kind of like one of those uh, taffy pool machines. And they just had it only on the back right side of that brain. And it was just pulsing back there. Like the rest of the brain was completely stationary. Okay, Zed would totally get an infection and die with his brain out there like that. And the only reason that your brain is wrinkled that way is because it's actually massive. And given more space to expand, the surface of your brain would actually be smooth. So it doesn't make sense that his brain is wrinkled without the presence of a skull. (sighs) You're no fun. Anyway, back to what I did like about this film. The sets were very impressive. Like they were really especially cool. considering what a small budget they have, what a freaking huge cast they have. They had some scenes with like a lot of extras, which is also pretty pricey. They had well, a ton of different locations, a ton of different sets. But I mean, like the um, that weird like alternate planet or universe area with the chick in the hot bikini. That was a pretty cool set. A lot of it there was green screen, and it was just. Um, art basically that was added in in post but then they had that scene with like the the jungle set and the waterfall and like that was pretty oh like where they fought the four rock monsters yeah like i yeah that that was was a really cool adult but like as a kid that's just that's just amazing to look at i was was disappointed though in that one before the pyramid with all of their animals comes out i was disappointed (laughs) that the reliefs in that wall were not like something that animals were supposed to fit into like a puzzle piece like legends of the hidden temple yeah because there was, was definitely a indents in the wall like some well no the reason those indents had the rock monsters in them originally that, that's what they came out of i think it would have been better if like those medallions came off of their chests and they like had to pop them into the wall no the, the, those <laughs> costumes were pretty cool i think the ninja costumes were pretty cool they were i definitely remember a lot of kids being super into like their drapey um, headscarf type costumes. Well, ninjas were really big in the 90s between Power Rangers switching to ninjas, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. You had yeah. Surf Ninjas. Um, was there a TV Mortal series Co- that had those same costumes? Yes. So what okay. ended up happening was so the movie, so the, the way they did, you know how TV shows for kids are always different. They either have like 60 episodes in one season or they have like 12 episodes kind of thing and it's spread out well, like over a long period of time they'll just watch the reruns like out of order yeah. and so still the be super first season it. was something like 40 50 episodes and holy it, cow yeah it was like something ridiculous so when that's insane. an entire season where you had the original five power rangers and then tommy came as the green ranger and then he left as he lost his powers then he comes back as the white ranger 
And then the second season started, and there was like a contract dispute. While they were filming this movie, they were supposed to be doing the second season. So they actually flew out a bunch of people to Australia where they filmed this. And they had to film like the first few episodes of the second season where they basically got rid of the three rangers and then got them. But then the movie came out well after the season started because obviously post-production is a thing. Mm -hmm. So... They did end up using these costumes in the series. So they did get the same Zords eventually. Of course, they built like a practical costume like they do for the TV show where somebody was dressed as the the, the Mega Ranger or, or the Megazord. Um, and they did use, what they did is they did like an intermediate morphing thing where they did use the ninja costumes every once in a while. I don't think they lasted very long because this movie came out, I want to say like 95. And then the next movie came out in 97 and they had like a whole new set of zords and everything so i don't think they were ninjas for very long oh, that is a lot of backstory michael yeah probably i was really <laughs> into power rangers when i was younger <laughs> what i thought was pretty cool about this was um obviously with better special effects and hiding being able to hire better like stunt coordinators they did a lot of like moves that they couldn't do in the tv show so like in the tv show going from being a human to a power ranger didn't seem like it was a big deal because they were just they were taking on like the putty patrol or whatever the monsters were easier but they weren't doing any more sophisticated kung fu moves or anything like that in this they held their own as humans then they got defeated and then they morphed and they were able to do you know start kicking people like a hundred feet and then they like were kicking them into the ceilings or doing like corkscrew kicks or the part where like tommy as the white ranger actually like flew horizontally and like kicked a guy like a hundred times in like a second so that was pretty cool and like every ranger held their own so like the yellow ranger, the pink ranger, like, you know, them being girls, it could have been really easy for them to not be as good as the other rangers. But in that, like, construction scene, like, they took on just as many of the slimy guys as the male rangers did. Tommy had a few more because he's the leader in the white ranger. But overall, it was pretty even. What did bug me, though, is, like, through most of the movie, the white ranger and the pink ranger doing all these stupid flips, like, at really dumb and times. And the blue ranger, too. So the Blue Ranger like, did a ton of flips. They're doing all these acrobatics at times that you really don't need to. And even if you could do that stuff, like, eh, I feel like they're just hindering themselves more. But there's the point when the Pink Ranger gets cornered and then she gets stuck in the rib cage of that dinosaur. Mm -hmm. I feel like at any of that point when she was getting backed into that space, she could have jumped up, done a backflip and a handspring off of the top of the rib cage and like zipped right out of there. Instead, she well, the like crumples in fear and ends up inside the rib cage. It was just really like, I don't understand it. The only the, the thing that, I, you know, I'm going to kind of backpedal on what I said earlier. So like I said, when they're actually in Power Ranger costumes, they're all equals. Like they're not one is better than the other. But when they were in their human form, uh, you saying the Kimberly getting into the rib cage kind of made me think of this. The the girls do get in more trouble when they're in the human form than the males do. Uh, like um, Kimberly gets trapped in the rib cage and then Aisha goes like in this like crevice. Right. That was just her being dumb, though. And not to say the men didn't struggle. Like, there's a point where like Rocky falls off a cliff and he's like hanging, dangling there. And like he had to get rescued by Adam. And then Adam goes and rescue. That's the Black Ranger. He goes and rescues somebody else. And then Billy rescues him with like a pulley like thing with the vine. So like they all helped each other and they all had moments where they're in trouble. Like I thought that was interesting that they did do that. Like there was some, a sense of equality in the 90s. I mean, like, I could have done without any damsel in distress moments, personally. What did you think about the ending of the movie? Like, the the whole part with, like, the parents getting brainwashed and the kids having to help the Power Rangers save the day? 
Okay, and then so the, at the end, they just like snap out of it, and no one is like, "What the hell just happened?" Someone explain this to me. They're just like hugging and stuff. So do they like remember what they were I think doing they in the do. trance? I think they do because like they look relieved and like but a woman how turns. But they and- know exactly what had happened to them? Like they found these strangely packaged jars of ooze on their counters, which like if I were a parent, I'd be like, oh, that's my kid's stuff. Like that's their slime kind of thing. That's like gack. what? Yeah. What parent is going to like open up a jar of it and like stick their hands. And this is something I also don't understand throughout the entire movie. Anytime someone comes up to this ooze whether they know what it is or not they just shove their hands into it like they're not at all concerned they you only see that happen once with the that secondary kid i think i don't know what his name was blaine or brad or something like that who was at the beginning of the movie and then was like the main kid that helped save the day the only one that you actually see that happen to is him but well, no like it gets on one of the power rangers hands when they're first fighting those guys oh no that's because he punched the, that was billy he punched the guy in the chest and like caved in his sternum yeah but like why is he not concerned he knows that there's something to this slime well this isn't the same slime because the Ivan had to start that factory and he had to like manufacture that so it's different slime honey it's purple slime that's racist and when the guy walks into his house before he finds it on the kitchen counter there's nothing happening in his neighborhood like there's a dog barking oh yeah but then as soon as he goes out right as soon as he goes out so like you would think that everyone had to encounter this slime at the exact same time yeah that's true did they have an army of invisible people just planting the slime in everyone's living room at exactly like 2.35 p.m.? There was a uh, carnival, remember? And they were giving it away for free. Yeah, but why did they all end up with it at the same time? Yeah, like that, accessible You did find time? the one hole in the logic of the movie, honey. The one hole. <laughs> <laughs> also, like I'm back to the slime. When that claw with the purple egg full of the slime comes up out of the construction area at the beginning of the movie they're all pretty chill about it yeah you would think that like they would either be like guys let's uh let's bury this back up you guys didn't see anything because uh we can't lose our jobs because in a construction (laughs) site if they find something it's gonna have to go and like have an archaeological evaluation and they're gonna be like oh with some like native tribe here well, do we have to give this land back the contractor foots the bill for all of that stuff too oh do they really a lot of times they do oh that sucks so yeah it's in their best interest just to cover it up right it's pretty big though i mean like there wouldn't have been any digging around that no <laughs> it ended up being pretty massive but yeah. like you'd think that as they found that they would have been like scared or excited i would have thought that they would have been way more excited about it and then when it opens like, seriously, I would have hit the deck. No, I'm yeah. not just going to stand there and be like, what is this? And it's an there's egg. like steam coming out of it. It's glowing. And then someone touches it. Like, dude, no. And then when he touches it, that like lightning bolt thing goes through him and everyone's just like, oh, like they're concerned. But no one's screaming the way they really would have been. Well, this is a show for children. Oh. They can't have like people like real terror they can have monsters completely crushed to death with their blood oozing everywhere well no you can you don't understand monsters are fine but people are not you can't show scared people you're racist um (laughs) so i'm just gonna like go over the plot real real quick because that might make us think of some stuff real that we might want to talk about so the beginning of the movie opens up with red hot chili peppers them in a plane (laughs) and they're skydiving for some sort of save the observatory fundraiser which skydiving is really expensive like they probably spent way more money than they brought in 
if you're having hundreds of people skydiving, but you know, whatever. Bulk well, no, and skull. I think the Power Rangers were putting on a show to attract people. Well, no, nobody knew they were the Power Rangers, thing. though. Yeah, I no, know. They but said it's they they were like a team, and so they were doing kind of a an aerial performance. Yeah, but there were other people wearing parachutes, and the that one main kid's dad was on like a different team. Like they were doing it for like to raise money for it. Like I don't right. know. And so there's like a big target. The, the airplane pilots donate their services at cost. Oh, like maybe like, that's how fundraisers work. People don't just like you don't understand anything, Michael. I guess. I guess. So anyway. <laughs> They do that. Bulk and Skull land in the construction site right at the same time that Ivan Ooze's egg is discovered. Which I have to say, having been skydiving, they are much more talented skydivers to have survived navigating all those buildings without hitting a wind shear and then slamming (laughs) into the side of a building and dying. Like, you just got to give them a little bit of credit. Give credit where credit's due. Great job, Bulk and Skull. Yeah, good job, guys. Zordon calls them and says, go investigate. Ivan immediately disappears but makes like an army of goopy guys they fight in the construction site meanwhile ivan ooze goes and destroys the command center and almost kills zordon and goes back to the moon where zord um, lord zed and rita are basically traps them takes goldar and whoever that pig guy is i don't know who that pig guy is i don't remember him in the tv show and decides that he's going to have this grand plot the power rangers go back they find out that there's a secondary power source on some other planet they go to the planet and they have to (laughs) fight like all these weird creatures and go through the jungle to find this power and they end up at this temple and they defeat these like stone guardians and they get the power back come back fight ivan ooze in a really crappy cg battle and they end up defeating ivan by kicking him in the balls and putting him in the a comet's orbit and they gets obliterated by the comet so that's kind of the movie in a nutshell um is there anything else going through that plot that makes you that you know screams out to you that you want to talk about real quick no but now that you mentioned balls like zordon zordon looks like he looks like a scrotum he looks like a scrotum yeah i mean you would think like seeing him in person they might have you know might have shaken their uh, affection for him a little bit well he was aging rapidly <laughs> he didn't look like that initially but at the end when he was all wrinkly and then he was just in that weird like he's all shriveled in his that weird tunic thing <laughs> and well, his even his clothing was like a big wrinkly brat, like flesh toned <laughs> sack. He's nasty. Like he was... <laughs> I wouldn't want to touch him. I'd be like, oh, he's dead. Let's bury him now. Because <laughs> he's disgusting. But honestly, like the makeup for him was really weird the entire time. He looked like the Michelin man with anorexia. <laughs> they couldn't have given the poor guy some eyebrows. Come on. Well, he didn't have eyebrows originally. I know, but it's just, it's so creepy. Why but can't it was Zordon still... have some eyebrows? Because he doesn't have eyebrows. He's I mean, an alien. like, I don't really have eyebrows. So I He's draw an alien. Them on. Stop it. Stop I still it. look like alien. me. Um, just better with but eyebrows. The one thing that I'd say looked <laughs> worse than the TV show was Goldar. So Goldar was like a major character in the TV show. And I think his costume actually looked better in the TV show than in the movie. But other than that, I thought it was fun. I thought the action was better. I mean, the action wasn't bad from what I saw. Here's the thing, though. When there are too many fight scenes, my brain just kind of turns off after a certain point. But I do remember that the choreography in the first couple of fight scenes was pretty good. Well, you do have to hand it to these actors. Like, this was definitely a physically intense shoot. And this is more than they ever had to do in the TV show because in the TV show, anytime they were in the costumes, it wasn't them. It was 
pre, you know footage that has already been used. They would do some basic martial arts when they were fighting like the uh, cannon fodder type bad guys. But overall, like yeah, they had to do a lot more than they normally did. And they all had backgrounds in martial arts and gymnastics, so they're in really good shape. But this was definitely a lot more than they had to do. That had to be painful most days. And like, there's a lot of stuff that they just had to do um, technically wise. Like, uh, there was a lot of stuff with wires, a lot of stuff with a harnesses. A lot of harness stuff, yeah. Yeah, so that's pretty intense. And like the scene where um, that winged thing picks up the Pink Ranger and like it's carrying her around, like it doesn't look green screened. No, they probably had him on a harness and her harness to him. Yeah. And like dragged them around with a crane or something. Yeah, it, it looks pretty good. And like that can't have been easy to shoot. The fly- they, all the flying stuff looked pretty good. Yeah, so, like, this definitely wasn't easy to shoot. Like, I'm actually impressed with the quality. Like, of course, the CGI stuff was terrible. Um, like, there was that one scene in the city where you see that monster, and it's there are three cars below oh, it, the reflection. and you see the reflection in only one windshield. Yeah. <laughs> so they definitely cut a lot of corners with that. But I think for the budget, it really wasn't bad. It was a very involved movie with a lot of scenes, a lot of sets, a, you know, a lot of moving parts. So for that aspect of it, like they did a great job. I'm sure that's why they filmed it in Australia, though. It was probably cheaper oh, yeah. to film it there than here. Way cheaper. I, I still enjoyed it. I didn't think that the scene in the jungle with the dinosaurs was all that great. But overall, I still had a lot of fun watching it. I definitely remember the soundtrack. Like, I was singing along with some of the songs. And, like, I, I can definitely see why I liked it as a kid. As an adult, I can definitely see that the costumes really aren't that great. And the no. special effects were garbage. Um, at least the CG stuff. But as a kid, I can definitely see why I liked it. So, as an adult, I can see, obviously, it's not a very good movie. But, like, I, it, I'm not going to say my childhood's ruined. Like, I can definitely see why I liked it. Having never watched it as a kid, I can't really, you know, express an opinion either way. I did watch the Power Rangers TV show as a kid, though. And this definitely, like, it, it did the characters justice. And... Even though it wasn't a good film and the plot was garbage and the writing was pretty much garbage, I do have to give them kudos for pulling off as much as they did with that budget. Cool. So I'm going to say childhood not ruined. Um, Why don't you tell us what we're going to be covering for the next episode? Next episode, we are going to do Are You Afraid of the Dark? So this is another TV show one. So we're going to watch a few episodes of it and revisit it and see how we feel about it these days. Another 90s Nickelodeon live action TV series. Um, I'm pretty sure that uh, Ryan Gosling was in one, but we'll talk about it more later. So thank you guys for listening to episode nine of Ruin My Childhood. Katrina, where can they find you? I'm all over the internet at Katrina Ossity, especially on YouTube. Check me out there. And of course, you can follow MDX Pods on Twitter and Instagram at MDX Pods. Uh, we are also on Facebook. Uh, MDX Pods has their own page. You can also check out our website, mdxpods.com. Of course, check out patreon.com slash mdxpods. Uh, we recently kind of retooled some of the uh, tiers for prizes and stuff like that. So check it out. If you can you know, spare a, you know, a dollar or two, help us out. 
Uh, We're actually looking at getting more people to come into our podcast and actually record in person. So we need to get some upgraded equipment to be able to do that. Um, Share us, you know, put us on Facebook, Twitter, share the links and write a review on iTunes. Um, We haven't really asked for reviews too much on this podcast, but we're nine episodes in and we actually don't have any reviews on iTunes yet. So come on, guys. Write us some reviews. Are you out there? Is anyone out there? But uh, other than that, thank you for listening and uh, goodbye. Thanks for listening.